0: The challenges facing the country never stop, so neither does the U.S. Army. We train, adapt, and get smarter. Every soldier, every unit, every day. Not to keep up with change, but to drive it. Nobody knows
1: what problems tomorrow will bring, but we do know who will solve them.
0: Listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show.
1: Trent, killing that intro. Welcome to From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, and the professor, Trent Nichols. And maybe this is the last week, Sans, Robert Bricky. I'm so excited. No offense to you guys. I love you guys. You guys are my favorite people in the world, minus the one that lives at the house with me. But uh, I miss Robert.
2: I and do too. too.
1: Yeah. So they're into the conference finals. They're forced to Game Three, and they will be playing the Albany Patroons. Yep. Yeah.
2: Game for Three birth in the finals. Tomorrow night of the league. I like it That's in cool. Albany. Yeah. Right. And Albany. I who's can't the, even say that Albany. The Patroons. The like Yeah, a, what is a
1: patroon? We need to figure that out. That me.
2: is a, uh, back in the colonial days, a patroon is like a weapon.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think you just made that up. I, I thought th- it was like a fruit. What kind of
2: weapon? Is like it a Kinda sword? Like a, it's a long gun that has a uh, like a knife or whatever they're called on the.
1: It would be called
3: a bayonet. Bayonet on cool. it. I thought it was like a nectarine, like a citrus fruit.
1: I think that it is. I think that they formerly were known as the Albany Nectarines. <laughs>
4: right, Wait. So.
1: What's the word again? Patoons? Patroon. Patroons? Patroons. Um, did you guys see that Luke Walton is being sued for sexual assault? You told me about it. Did I tell you? You texted me about it. Oh, I did send that Yeah. Did I send I didn't even remember sending that text. Yeah. Trent, you saw that? Yep. All right. So I'm going to school you guys. Can you not grope anybody anymore? Mm, no. No, me too. I'm Hashtag Disney. me too. Well, here's the thing. Well, like, and, and I got to say, first of all, that before I get started, my wife often accuses me of being a cad, yeah. And I don't want anybody to misunderstand what I'm about to say, but I, I can see with this. how the world might misconstrue what I'm about to say. First of all, Luke Walton, I don't know if he did this or not. I really don't. Now, if I'm judging him based on his lineage... I he's guilty of whatever he's charged with because his dad is a complete idiot. I don't know that his dad has ever sexually assaulted anybody anyway. So don't sue me. But if Luke Walton put his hands and sullied Kelly Tennant, he's going to hell. And he's going to burn there for a very long time. Kelly that. Tennant is a former college volleyball player who now covers professional volleyball. That is a real thing. But Kelly Tennant is one of God's – beautiful creatures now so you're saying that she was like beat up i'm not saying that at all no 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 no. i'm just trying to compliment her without sounding like a cat she's six foot two and there are some amazingly funny pictures of her on the internet interviewing athletes there's one with a baseball player and the baseball players probably five seven and it looks like it's photoshopped and that she's a giant Hmm. but she yeah anyway here's the thing and i want to i want to I've spent a year in law school now. Today was the final day of classes. And I have to show the world that I've learned something.
3: (coughs) It seems like you've been in law school for like a decade.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, you know, some days it does feel like that. Some days it feels like 10 minutes. But here's the deal. This is kind of an odd thing. And I went to lunch today with a group of ladies who are all aspiring law students. And I asked them for their take on this case because the way this is being prosecuted is kind of interesting and i'm not sure that the general public understands what's going on
2: right.
1: I've, I've already heard people talking about arrest and charges he hadn't been charged with anything this isn't being prosecuted in the criminal court
3: right
1: you have criminal court you have civil court you understand <laughs> the difference between that professor yes sir okay so civil court ain't nobody going to jail there are no charges this is what we call a tort so she has, There's never been a police report apparently filed. There were no charges filed. She decided not to go the criminal route with this. Instead, she's going straight to civil court with her claim and is seeking monetary damages. That's why you go to civil court. The problem is that to collect whatever damages she's claiming, and I spent a couple hours trying to find a transcript of the complaint, because that's critical you have to actually demonstrate what the damages are that you're seeking relief for Um, surely it's going to have to do with emotional stress but then she has to prove that but here's the problem with prosecuting a case the way that she has she doesn't have to prove that it happened she has to prove that it probably happened and that's a dangerous thing and it kinda bothers me because this is a serious allegation um, this I mean, this could cost him his job in Sacramento, surely, and may, regardless of the outcome, they've got to be you know taking a step back. And if this thing goes down, given the climate that we're in now where ample consideration is given to these type of offenses, this may cost him his job, his livelihood, make him unhirable, could have a significant impact. And I don't know what happened, but it seems to me that it's fair, that these type things get settled in a criminal court where you have to prove that it happened. In civil court, you only have to prove by preponderance of the evidence, which means that it's any more likely that it did happen than it did not happen. And that kind of worries me about something that happened two years ago. Your guys' thoughts? Anybody? Bueller? Yeah. Okay. Hold on.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you 100%. I was trying to – it may come across here in a second – I agree with you. It's like guilty and... Uh, I, was trying
1: to
3: hit you. I, was I don't trying know to what hit, just happened. I was trying to hit you with a law and order boom, boom. Oh, we need to see. set that up. So every time you like use your law knowledge, I'll have it set up by the next segment. So all right, I'm, I'm digging that. I'll attorney, have to come up with
1: something else legal.
3: So it's going to be like boom, boom. Every time he like drops some knowledge... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What? I'll have it all set up. I apologize. Bad radio proven until proven guilty until
2: but still good TV. Yeah. Worry. Everyone was watching you fumble. Guilty until
3: proven innocent is what I'm trying to get out there. Like it does seem like that.
2: Well, I in this nice. case it kind of
1: is because here's the here's the situation. Obviously, the first things that his his legal team is going to do is try to get this thing thrown out. They they're, they're going to use a couple of different mechanisms to try to get this. First of all, they're going to they're going to say that there are no damages here even if it right. did happen. The second thing is that they're going to say that this is a baseless claim? Whether or not it makes its trial or not, maybe this is an of, attempt to settle. Who knows? It's a couple of
3: odd details in this whole story. Okay, so first of all, he he's coaching Sacramento now, right?
1: Yeah, he was hired before he even left the building. Okay, in LA. so
3: they claimed that they had they knew about this. Where did you did you did you see that? This was on ESPN. They okay. claimed that they were aware of this happening. Golden State claimed because it happened. He when was, it was while, yeah, State. while he was at
1: Golden State. Yes, they
3: claimed that they knew about it. The Lakers have claimed that they had no knowledge. Well,
1: that wouldn't surprise anybody because you know Rob Blinken, and Magic Johnson, they weren't doing any due diligence with anything.
3: Magic so. wasn't even in the building. <laughs> so like, but the other interesting part of it is that the reason they were even in contact with each other is he she was writing a book, and he was writing the foreword for the book. Yes. Which means they had some type of relationship which also adds to Look, man, I got two daughters. It adds to the question of man, you're putting yourself in this it couldn't have been the first time if it happened. Well, right, that's
1: where I'm right? that's where I was going with this next is that Luke Walton's in an impossible situation here because he has to prove that this did not happen. And if there's anything untoward that happened around this, that creates just as much drama for him as anything else. I mean, he can't. What's he going to come out and say? Well, we did. We had a romantic relationship, and we broke it off, and then this happened. Well, then he screwed that way anyway. Um, Yes, she said that he was one of his mentors, and that and yes, she was trying to get him to write the foreword for her book. Um, Look, ladies, young ladies that are listening, and I know that there are some teenage girls that listen to this show. Yeah don't go into a grown man's hotel room period nah, ever don't I mean that's just nothing good is gonna happen from that point I mean look at Stormy Daniels look at the Mike Tyson case um, Bill Clinton I mean nothing good is going to happen stay out of people's hotel rooms if somebody's in a hotel uh, and they want to meet with you go to one of the conference rooms I mean this guy's a million it's not like this dude was staying at the motel six yeah you know, go to a conference center where the way I, or, even the lobbies are laid out
0: where you absolutely. can
1: have a meeting. Like you don't need
3: to go up to my room Yes. for me to like I would it, say if Luke's got any sense, he would like try to sneak into the foreword of her book. I didn't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he does that at this point. Um I, I tell you what, there is a cynic in me that's like, you know, you got a book coming out or there's a book that's out there, you're trying to get some press for it. This is a bad look all the way around. Um, I am skeptical only because this began in civil court and not criminal court.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but the, the problem now for Luke Walton is, innocent or guilty, he is backed into a corner. He can't really settle because if he goes to settle, that's a concession that, you know, something probably happened. So the Sacramento Kings... Brother, do you roll with this guy? It's not like you're you're hiring Red Auerbach.
3: Well see, that's the thing is that's interesting about what you're saying. If he is guilty of
1: this, for sure.
3: Oh you gotta go. Put him under the jail, right? Yeah, for
1: sure. Well, but, again, he's not going to jail. He's just gonna come out of pocket.
3: Okay, out of pocket, which makes this kind of skeptical. But you know, my point is that in the eyes of many, just hearing the you know this alleged event that took place you're asking the question what does he do what does sacramento do what if he didn't do anything he seems like kind of like a look i mean there's always that neighbor next door you know you see the rednecks on tv that like oh he was always just a good dude and he like came over for cookouts and then there's like 80 dead bodies underneath their basement it can always happen but If it's not true, that's really damaging to someone's, like, career. Yeah, but I think think
2: the problem is that she has a good career going. Obviously, she was writing a book. She's been in the industry for a long time. I think the issue is... If this was an isolated case where this happened at the hotel and she tried to blow it off, the problem that I'm reading in the article is that every time as the Laker head coach, he would grab her, hug her, make these vulgar comments. Well, then she's reliving in her head this nightmare of a scenario where she thought she was going to get raped all the time at her work. I don't think it's even about the money. Maybe this is the only way this guy will stop. Well, I
1: here here because that's making
2: line. me uncomfortable. If I have to see you every day and you're hugging me and kissing me, and when I've already said, "Dude, just knock this crap off," I'll take you to court. You know, I don't need you to be arrested. Now you'll stop. I well, don't care about the money. She probably doesn't even need the money. And if he did what she is accused him of doing, he's going to get what he deserves. And there's a lot. I mean, and it continues.
4: The he years heard? later,
2: as he's with the Lakers and all that stuff, not he that he pinned her down and did all that stuff years later. Besides the hotel room, allegedly, but yeah, she says hugging, it was little. Kissing, it was little comments noises, like you're killing me in and, that dress yes,
1: and things I like mean, that. Is is bad? You know, they'd be walking out of a press conference or whatever, and he'd pull her close and and you know say something untoward. And here's the situation though, is you said, well, maybe he didn't do anything. That's something that never happens. I mean, we don't ever have an allegation of someone... Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft's not trying to say he did nothing. He's trying to say that what he did was misunderstood. Mike Tyson didn't say, I didn't have sex with that girl. He said it was consensual.
3: All all I'm (laughs) saying is that... Anything's possible. You of course it is. Mean? Like, of course it is. I, mean, it is. I don't want to convict the guy. You gotta. You have to admit the fact that, and again, this is coming from a place I got a 15 year old and 13 year old daughter, okay? If anybody ever messes with them, you should go ahead and cancel Christmas, like you always say, because I'm going to come over and blow your head off. But my thing is.
2: Intend to blow right there, buddy. No, I'm punching. So you don't want to be punched. In. But when my point is. That was is a that, joke from the Canes yesterday. <laughs> Alright, we'll finish that up on
1: the other side. We're going to talk about the draft, talk about the playoffs, talk a lot about Russell Westbrook.
4: You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.
2: The V Foundation and board
1: member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge
2: research.
4: Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You
2: can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion. We need teamwork
3: and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to
0: lose. Every
2: dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit jimmyv.org.
0: You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis. Welcome back to From the
4: Cheap Seats.
1: All right, welcome back from the Chiefs. He's talking about Luke Walton and his legal fight right now. And again, I think all of us agree we're not going to get to the bottom of what happened. Um, I'm sure that Luke Walton says there was nothing. I find it hard to believe that nothing happened. Um, that, and, that's
3: my question. I, I was trying to get to it. It's like, has it been given any reason why they're taking the civil war approach?
1: That's, well, and that's where I get, and, and honestly, most folks that are sitting out there aren't paying a whole lot of attention to it. They see, oh, charges or a suit is filed. They don't even know the difference between the two of them. Um, it is an interesting approach. In this particular instance, given the fact that he's been married for 10 years, that he's a public figure, this might be the—I'm thinking about it from the, the standpoint of a prospective attorney. They've got this dude dead to rights. He's, in, he's got a problem. Because the burden is on him, really, to show this didn't happen. Right. Um, you know, from the very get-go, all she has to do to get him to move this suit forward is state something that is plausible. She doesn't even have to demonstrate, you know, factually that it happened. It just has to be a plausible allegation. Boom, boom. Unless he can come back and show, beyond any shadow of a doubt, that there is no question of fact that he did not do this, then it's going to move forward. That's the problem. This is not like a criminal case where they would have to demonstrate via the evidence or at some point it's going to get shut down. There's no indictment. There's no decision to be made. Yeah. She comes and says, hey, look, I, I say that on this day this happened. So unless he can come back and say, nope, I was with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and we were at the strip club you know, at that particular hour, then it's plausible. And that means that the the suit can move forward. It's a completely different level of scrutiny that's going to be given um, and, a, and a much lower burden of proof that has to be shown. But my thing is, is that when an allegation is made by a woman against a man about something that happened in a hotel room, generally, there's at least a little bit of fire there. The problem is, this isn't a single athlete. This isn't a you know a private citizen. This is a public figure with the you know with a wife and a family and all the rest of that stuff. So he's he can't come forward and say, look, it was consensual, because that's almost as bad as you know if he followed through with this assault this way. He harmed someone in some way, regardless of what happened, and in the end, only he and and Kelly Tennant know what happened. Um this will probably end up being settled one way or the other. I doubt very seriously that he can get it thrown out of court, which is what his legal team's trying to do now. Good for them. Good luck
3: yeah that, that but, you know I just if he go if he did it, I hope he uh received some pain. you know what I mean, but it's kind of hard to tell. And, you know, this is going to sound kind of sexist and stuff like that, but, I mean, these guys, it's not the Robert Kraft guy. Like, you know, he, like, has more money than God. Why, why go and do these things? That's what's so baffling to, like, people like me, like the little guy. Like, why would you
1: go? To- he said he's a little guy.
3: Why would you go to these extremes, to like sexual advances or paying for sex and stuff like that when you got more money than God?
1: Well, you know, regardless of where you stand out with, with prostitution and the rest of that, at least there you have two willing participants. You know, sexual yeah. assault's a whole other level of well, badness. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, and, why do it? Why and, vote? you know, at some point we're going to reach a, le- a level in our culture where things like this are the exception, and they really shock the consciousness right. because they don't happen very often and and you keep talking about your daughters, I'm a father of four daughters,
3: yeah, you got five with a stepdaughter
1: i got a I got a granddaughter, got a lot of women in my life, and i'm I'm with you, put your hands on them if you want to, I got something for you, yeah, but to know that this type of situation can still exist, and there is no well, I just did this, I was just joking, it's not cool, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, we used to have a saying in the Army, if 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 you're going to do something, if you would hesitate to let your mom, your wife, or the FBI know, mm-hmm. it's probably the wrong thing. Yeah, That's the way you need to attack life. So, that's in just real, where I'm at with it. In
3: real estate, is the grandma rule. The grandma rule? If you're making a decision, business, life, anywhere, in any way, if it was happening to your grandma... How would you feel about it? And if it's adverse, then you don't. Do
1: From it. the cheap seats, teaching ethics, boy, one dog on show at a time. You gotta love it. You dad, bound determined to, to make that work, aren't you? Yeah, I'm trying. Gung. I think it's still not working.
2: <laughs> I think <laughs> I'll, I'll be
3: more prepared next. I week.
2: will see how it uh, plays out, <laughs> but. I'm sure that there's some truth to it, and if it's just another step for us all to be better human beings because she had to go forward, put this out there, whether there's money involved or not, then it's just one more way that maybe people don't have that, I am King God, I can treat people however I want because I am so-and-so, then God bless her. Let's keep taking them down.
1: The other side of this, and, and if Luke Walton is innocent, if he did no wrong in this, then I hope that he's vilified. I I, I hope that, that he's found, you know, to have caused no damage and done no wrong. If he has, though, it's an opportunity for the NBA to make a statement, a high-profile statement and say, you know what? We're listening to the climate out there. We're listening to the cultural swing, and we're with you. And David Silver is the best commissioner in sports right now. And one of the reasons he is so <laughs> beloved by the public is because he's so progressive. So if David Silver, and he is an attorney, he's a dookie, if he gets wind of some some guilt here, some culpability, I, he's going to be over there leaning on in the and the Sacramento ownership group. I assure you of that. Now, speaking of progressive owners, I wanted to I, – I don't even know why this popped into my head, but it's something that's funny to me. So in the NFL, how often do we hear about guys being fined because of the color of their wristbands or the way they're wearing their socks or the color of their shoes? It happens all the time, right? You get these uniform violations. The difference between the NBA and the NFL when it comes to that. The beginning of this season, we started seeing these samurai headbands with them tied back behind their heads. Still you guys know what I'm there, talking about, and that is the absolute worst thing it, I've seen. I don't sports. disagree at all. I think it's a ridiculous look. However, not only were there not fines doled out, but somewhere around mid-season, the NBA started creating them with a little NBA logo right on the front of it. They're like, you guys want to wear something stupid? Cool, go ahead. We're with you. It'll give us a chance to sell some of these things to the general public. Here, we'll put a logo on the front of it. So Jerry West rocking right there in the middle of the headband. <coughs> I think it's very interesting. Just to, just to show how different the two leagues are.
3: They look like um, Karate Kid. Yes. And I just hope that. Anybody that wears that gets their legs.
2: (laughs) I haven't seen them yet.
3: What? Yeah.
2: You're not watching a whole lot of basketball. It's the
3: dumbest thing. Not really. The little fad thing. It's the dumbest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. Is it during the game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the
2: Celtics don't wear them then. No,
1: there's no Celtics players wearing them. Or the Pacers didn't wear them. The Lakers have got a couple guys. The uh, Lakers haven't played a game in months. The Nets have got no. I mean, it's been going on for most of the year. Oh, we'll show you during the break. you we'll find some pictures. Find Jared Allen. Jared Allen's Jared Allen's doing it a little bit differently than most because he's got the gigantic afro, but he's also got the samurai karate kid band on top of it. It's it's a wild look, but it is interesting that in the NFL, you know, they crack down. You can't have a different color shoe. You can't have anything. You got to protect the shield. Everybody's in uniform. Blah 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 blah. Baseball is ridiculous. Basketball is like, yeah, you guys want to do that? That's cool. That's fine.
2: Baseball, right. man, they don't defer for anything. No. No, they don't play around. Unless you have a necklace. Sucks. You can wear weird necklaces.
1: Well, you know, it's back in the day the the complaint from batters used to be that if a pitcher was wearing gold chains, it distracted them and they wouldn't allow it. They would remember they'd make them go tuck yeah. it in or take it off or they'd put tape around it, whatever.
2: Well, you know, what's popular now with the pitchers to distract the uh, hitters, their hats are off center. Yes. And it says it throws off, yes, the perception of where the ball's think, coming out. I
1: think Rondon was the who was who's the first guy. The guy I noticed
2: was Rodney. Yes, for, yes, yeah, yeah,
1: Fernando Rodney. Yes, whose hat is like sideways.
2: Yeah, like, and it's off kilter, and the brim is so yes. straight. And I'm like, what the heck? And yeah, then somebody talked about it.
3: Didn't Sabathia do that way before anybody else? Not as
1: bad no, as Rodney, though. Because right. Sabathia has always been a little bit off, but Rodney's is like. Pointed, yeah, it's weird. It's like 45 degree
2: angle, it's weird. But everybody now, the relievers, it's like now I don't even notice it barely. But before Fernando Rodney, you're like, What the heck is he doing? Well, the the flat
1: brim at all, the Ricky Fowler brim bothers me to start with. You know, that's the first thing that guys our age do with a hat when we buy is you know, break it in, break it in, but that flat bill, man, that's what the kids do. And and I don't know, snapbacks, whatever they're called, right? You're messing with my eyes,
3: yeah, this is lame.
1: All right, the NFL draft is coming up, and and I feel like it's the snuck who? up on me. Yeah, I, I know. Try right? To, the NFL I trying
3: to pull up some sound on that, but I have failed already. Yeah, I man, was
2: don't thinking do that. of uh, don't do that. Thinking of that today, like normally this show is our mock draft. I would suck balls because I don't know nothing about these college players. I'd be doing hours of research just for today's show.
1: Well, I'm glad I saved you doing research for you it because we're going to do our mock draft next. Beautiful, oh, no, beautiful man. We will not be doing a mock draft. I'll uh, take but Kyle I, Murray first. Well, that's what I want to talk about first is Kyler Murray. And first of all, let me, let me put it out there for folks out there. All, I know everybody's listening to the radio. They're watching these mock draft shows. They're doing all the rest of this stuff. Teams in the NFL have gotten really good at this. Everything you're hearing that's attributed to a team is misinformation. It's what the teams do in this day and age. Don't believe anything
2: anybody attributes to any of these teams. So, is that what the Suns are doing? The, Phoenix Suns, absolutely, one hundred percent. They're saying we are going to take. But uh, ja way, way to segue Marant from NFL
1: of, to the NBA. The Suns, that whole thing with Ja Morant coming out there. I don't think anybody in the Suns organization has made that statement. We're going to anyone. trade
2: up to get him.
0: Well, here's the thing.
1: look. The whole thing with Ja Morant is that somebody somewhere sitting in their basement was like, oh, gosh, uh, Chris and Trent and Brandon said that a month ago. Ja Morant on that team is the point guard that could really deliver. I think
2: you're the one leaking all that information, because It's got Chris DeLamber written all over it.
1: Well, here's the situation. Ja Morant is not the answer to the Suns' problems. I'm going to talk about that in, an, in another segment. But right now I want to talk about the whole thing with Kyler Murray. Oh, football? The, the okay. Kyler Murray deal. Look, the Cardinals set their course months ago to take Kyler Murray number one. Everybody else in the NFL was like, oh, you got to give Josh Rosen away cheap. Now as we get every 24-hour increment closer to the draft, oh, well, they, they're not sold on Kyler Murray. Josh Rosen might be their guy. Shut up. They're taking Kyler Murray number one, period. You can't back off of that. That The horse is out of the barn. You can't go back after all these months of Josh Rosen pouting and being told you're not our guy anymore. Oh, yeah, psych, like, you're going to be our guy. We'll finish that up on the other side. Lots of good stuff still to come. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats in Sanford, North Carolina.
4: You're listening to Chris Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.
5: Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with Remax Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com.
1: You know what really gets a party started?
3: Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything
2: as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes.
5: Hey, bro, toss me that avocado.
2: Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfowl.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: And now, from Sanford, North Carolina, Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins! Got money, I got fame, fast cars and everything! All right, welcome back from the Chiefs East. We're kind of
1: talking less deeply than we have about the NFL draft for the last couple years, but uh, I don't want to get I don't want to geek out on the NFL draft too badly, but i I did want to make that point to start with. Everybody out there, we all get sucked into the coverage. I think basketball, I've said this before. I think basketball is is really doing a good job of just sprawling throughout the calendar. And there's been more interest than maybe in years past. So the NFL draft hasn't picked up the steam that it has in other years.
3: All right, don't lose that thought. Say some legal terminology right now. Um,
1: uh, Race ipsa adjudicata. That's a concept in tort law that you don't have to know what went wrong, just that something went wrong.
0: Thank you. Yes, finally.
1: Yes, yes, yes. All right. <coughs> Beautiful. I'm. I'm glad you were able to finally pull that off.
3: Hold on. Be quiet.
0: There we go. Perfect. Are we good? Perfect. Perfect. Oh.
1: Perfect. That was half an hour too late, but gave excellent hey. effort on your behalf there. Um. But my point about the the NFL draft is, it just seems like. You know we're a little burnout on the combine and all the the stuff leading up to the draft. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a couple statements here, and I want your guys' thought. If your team takes a quarterback in the first round this year, be excited. And the reason I say that is over the last four or five years in the NFL draft, the there have been 12 first round quarterbacks taken. Eleven of them have worked out for the team that drafted them. The sole exception being whom, Trent.
2: Uh Paxton
1: Lynch. Yes, sir. That's the only true bust out of the first round quarterbacks taken in the last four years. Um defensive linemen. People are saying, well, this is a you know, this is a great defensive line draft, blah, blah, blah. It is. There are some excellent athletes out there. However, don't get excited if your team takes one of those interior linemen. I can't think of a position in the NFL more rife with busts than defensive linemen. Interior linemen in particular. Because it's not necessarily about the measurables. You've got to get the guy into the right system. He's got to be willing to work. He's got to be surrounded by talent. And he's got to be lucky. You know, if you get these guys that are up the field, downhill pass rushers that play in the middle of a defensive line, you send them to a bad weather city, they're going to be neutralized. Yeah. Um, if they go to a bad team that's playing from behind all the time, all the pass rush in the world doesn't mean anything if you're playing the run 65% of the snaps. So, you know, the sexy picks here are always going to be the quarterbacks. I think Kyler Murray is the first one out of the shoot. I am very, very, very interested to see what Dave Gettleman and the Giants do at number six. Um, Brandon, you're inside Gettleman's head a little bit more than you care to be sometimes. Is he going to take a quarterback, or is he going to roll with Eli for one more year? What's what, what's what are they going to do?
3: I don't. Right off the top of my head, I don't know what kind of holes they. I mean, I'm assuming they have to figure out how to replace Odell Bill Beckham Jr.
1: Well, um, the the first thing the Giants, if you look at them on paper, they have no pass rushers on that squad at all. My thing, my feeling is that he's
3: going to ride out Eli. Eli's numbers. Kind of sneakily, were not that bad last year in terms of him being a quarterback. Gettleman doesn't like to pay anybody. That's what got him bounced out of Charlotte. You know, he like basically didn't want to pay a guy like Greg Olson, who's like your team guy, and he's producing. So if you don't want to pay him, they're going to probably fill a hole like you said somewhere else, not quarterback. Okay, I so think uh,
2: Gettleman loves to bolster both sides of the line, right? Right. Well, they've done a good job
1: with the offensive line over the last year and a half or so. If they're going to go line, defensive line is the no-brainer.
2: Yeah, he's going to go. I think a guy like Ed Oliver, the D-tackle from Houston, would probably be a big pick. I think if they take a quarterback, a prime pick would be right at 17. They trade with Cleveland, and they're going to end up with the Duke quarterback. Okay, Daniel
1: Jones. I'm, I'm going to yeah. tell you right now. Duke, I, Duke, I, Duke fans, go ahead. Just say what you say. What you're going to say first.
3: It has come out. Somebody said today that Daniel Jones reminds them of Eli Manning, except with less personality. <laughs> How on earth can that even be possible? Ugh. I think Adam Gold today said, "Well, then you're drafting a mannequin."
2: <laughs> yeah, his mannerisms, his footwork, the way he holds the ball. Oh, he looks like a Manning. Okay, of course
1: he does. And He, he learned take to play them quarterback them from 17. David Cutcliffe, who mentored the Mannings. The issue with Daniel Jones is that he does have the same footwork, holds the ball the same way, carries himself, moves around the field the same way. He does not have the arm talent of either of the Manning brothers. That's the problem. Daniel Jones at 17 is a disaster. Daniel Jones in the second or third round, take a flyer on him. Great. If they take him at 17, they will never dig themselves out of this hole. The Giants. You river.
3: might be right, but he's shooting up the draft board. Then, like yeah. it's
1: not—he's on everybody's board. Here's I... the thing: is this is a weak quarterback class? All right. It's headlined by a guy that's five foot eleven, and I love Kyler Murray. I hope Kyler Murray comes in and throws for seven thousand yards next year. I love watching Kyler Murray play football. However, after that, you have Dwayne Haskins, who is not NFL ready, who is the second best quarterback prospect in this class. After that, Drew Locke, Manning, uh, Manning, <laughs> Daniel Jones, Ryan Finley. These guys are not talented enough to be impact NFL starters anytime in the foreseeable future. I
2: think four of them go in the first round. Wow. Can I, can I make a. Who, who are your four going to be before Murray. Brandon jumps in? Haskins, Jones, and Drew Locke.
1: See, I like Locke. Locke is the one guy who has some physical tools. I'm projecting tools the Broncos
2: will trade for the 32nd pick in the first round with the Patriots and take Drew Locke. Very, very, very After they replace, they've lost so many linebackers with their eighth the eighth pick or ninth pick, tenth pick, something like that, they're going to take a linebacker.
1: That's a pretty informed
3: pick. Yeah,
2: uh, uh, Whatever, I forgot. I really like uh, Haskins. Haskins, I think, is going to go to the Redskins.
1: I think when it's all said and done, the Redskins are going to trade for Josh Rosen. I don't think it's going to take that number one. Haskins has the tools to be a good NFL quarterback down the road. He is not ready to play quarterback in the NFL tomorrow and will not be for a while. Um, He, in week one this past year, and what he was by the time they beat Michigan, was a completely different player. But people are underestimating how much that system – Helped him. He was throwing to wide open receivers all the time, throwing crossing routes. That's we kind a clown Tua. Tua is the best. You know, throws the best slant in the world. Dwayne Haskins standing in the pocket, climbing the pocket, pushing the ball down the field with accuracy. He is not ready doing that reading defenses. Um, I do think he has the tools to be a very good quarterback down the road. But when he is at the top of the class, it's a bad quarterback class. That hurts. You just say that. To what's you. that? Oh, it really does. As a buckeye? It really does. I mean, he broke every single record there is. They've been playing football at Ohio State for 120 years. There have been good quarterbacks that have come through that system. Troy Smith won a Heisman Trophy there. Haskins would have been very well served to stay out of the year in school. However, next year's quarterback, his class is better. So the people around him, they see what's going on too. I'm going to say,
3: Kyler Murray, I'm just saying this, and I've been sitting on this for about a couple of months now. Kyler Murray is a bust, y'all. Wow. He is a bust. I don't think his game translates. We're trying to fit him to this, like, small box, like the Drew Brees box, the Russell Wilson box, another bad contract that just happened. (laughs) I just feel like he's not like
2: Ryan Leaf
3: bust, but he's like he'll make it in the league, and he'll quietly go away. He's
2: not. That's what we said last year about – What's his face in Cleveland? Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah. And I was wrong about
1: that. Me Both too. of you the, were. The issue that I have with ba- well, hole, oh, oh, slow, slow your roll. I mean, Baker's because the not- Baker Mayfield story is still yet to be told, and Baker Mayfield won seven games against a lot of bad teams. He didn't beat a playoff team. He didn't beat a team that was above five hundred, unless I've missed my mark here. Let me see Baker do this for a couple years. Yeah, but he did throw twenty-seven touchdowns. Okay. That's pretty tight. (laughs) Cool. I think he threw 15 of them in one game against Cincinnati, who had the worst defense in football. Again, you didn't know. Baker Mayfield outperformed what I thought he was going to be. He is not the next great thing. Um, I I haven't seen that yet. But a guy like Kyler Murray, when I look at Kyler Murray, I think that he has the propensity to be a guy like Tyrod Taylor, except he's so much more talented with what's coming off that arm than a guy like Tyrod Taylor, but a guy like that creates havoc for a defense. It's going to be interesting. I really hope the guy succeeds. Um, the concern I have was not his measurables at the combine. It hasn't been any of the workouts. It's the fact he had the lowest Wonderlick score of all of the quarterback.
3: That's surprising. It is
1: surprising, and I'm not. You know, it, it's not necessarily the be all and the end all, but whatever weight that you put in the wonderlick it has to be a negative mark against, against that guy. Now, working with Cliff Kingsbury, I don't think that Arizona has struck gold with a with a master motivator uh organizational type guy, but he will absolutely get yardage in the passing game. That's going to happen. So they may be 3 and 13. But somebody, whoever's under center for them, is going to be throwing for three hundred and fifty or four hundred a week. I guarantee that. Do you think we will do, be doing this show in five years? Yes.
3: Kyler Murray will be in baseball in five years. Okay. I mean, that's. I a... just don't think he's going to get all this good money, and he's going to get all the sponsorships and then he's going to go to baseball. He just comes off it? like a baseball guy anyway.
1: You know what I mean? Like You, you can say that, and I get, and I get what you're saying when, when he comes off as a baseball guy because he's not sort of the muscle head type football guy. But at every turn, this guy has had a million opportunities to not play football anymore and choose baseball, and he keeps choosing football, not the least of which was giving back four-plus million dollars to the A's. Um, he could be on that path. I think that – his desire is a little understated, but I don't question his how much he wants to play football. I think, and I respect that you say five years from now he'll be in baseball, I think there's more of a chance that five years from now he's been to at least one Pro Bowl. I don't think I don't know necessarily if this guy's gonna be a league MVP, but I think he's gonna be exciting. I think he's gonna be fun to watch. I think he will succeed as long as he stays healthy, and that's that's a big if because that that Arizona line sucks. He's in the AFC, right? He's in the NFC. He's in the NFC. He's in the NFC West, same division as St. Lu- Louis. That's Cardinals <laughs> as LA and Seattle.
3: It's the Cardinals, right? Yeah. Why do I think they're NFC in AFC? West? Yeah. All right, so he's got a chance in the NFC. Like I was going to okay. say, if he was in the NFC, AFC, no chance.
1: he have got right. too many big dogs out there. Well, it's going to be like it's my be man. Fun to see. Pat Mahomes, I'm Pat Mahomes doing his thing. Um, my question, and I want you to save your answer for a week or two from now when we start talking about this in earnest. You know, it's become the way to go in fantasy football to draft a running back with one of the first three to five picks. Yeah, in we- most cases, with the possible exception of Antonio Brown for the last couple of years, it's been running backs. And that that list sort of evolves year to year based on who's hurt, who's hot, whatever. My question is at what pick is it okay to take Mahomes this year?
3: There's going to be some fool like that takes him like top 3 or something. I mean, he's
1: going to go number 1 somewhere, but I'm not talking about what some fool would do. If you're playing with legit fantasy football gods like us, where is it okay to take Mahomes? We are gods. Oh, we you? are. We like, are. There's no doubt about we're that. We're like, you
3: are rolling with like a trident. I have a lightning <laughs> bolt. We're Greek gods of this fantasy football Yes, sir. I, um, Is it three? Is it five? Is it seven? Well, I think five it, or
2: below in the first round's fine. You think? i say. Okay, so you if I think? Could, if I had at the five, pick, or later, if I had the fifth pick, I would take him. Okay, so he'll, I'll score he'll score more. He'll score more than the fifth best running back.
3: My philosophy okay. is: I will never, ever take a quarterback in the first round, ever.
1: Okay, I can respect I that. that. I can so, respect I mean,
3: that. and so many things can go wrong. Like, I mean, you know,
1: it's just the thing, so much the thing with quarterbacks is scarcity. Yeah, and we'll, we'll examine that. So, running back, work. and we're going to get to some doggone Russell Westbrook Take in the next segment. Crystal Lambert and Brandon
3: Atkins always help me with my draft picks, but I sure wish they would stop hanging out with Zeke Elliott.
4: When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life.
0: If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission. Helping
1: veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned.
5: I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education.
1: When America's veterans win, we all win. Help
0: us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis.
4: Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, before
1: we get into the NBA, I want to talk about, I want to say something. And and I want you guys to to follow me down this little path. Duke once again has the number one recruiting class in the country.
2: Yep, just got Stanley. Yes, and it won't matter. They're not going to win. I'll never hitch my wagon to them again. I think
1: the days of any of these these one and done laden squads winning a national championship not that they had you know a real heyday because it's only happened twice. I don't think it's going to happen anymore. Um, UNC. You and everybody else was jumping off, oh, my God, tomorrow, next year's a rebuild, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, Duke's got the number one class again. And then Greg Anthony's kid, Cole Anthony, who's Who a six six three, six four 6'3", 6'4", point guard, um, who's played all over the place, transferring schools and the rest of that, um, committed to North Carolina. And now, you know, North Carolina's going to national championship again. Um, <laughs> Roy Williams, you know, the cupboard is pretty bare with what's left there. Um, but at the same time, when you look across the spectrum, you got a Duke team who's going to be all freshmen across the board. You know, um, except
2: for Trey Virginia, Jones. Trey Jones. Good God!
1: I mean, Ty Jerome oh, and yeah, DeAndre Hunter are gone now. Kyle Guy is gone, which shocked me. And not only did Kyle Guy say he's going to enter the draft, he's done. He's not going back to Virginia. I was blown away. He's and uh, Diakite. Is testing the waters as well. Virginia went from a team where you could count on having, you know, upperclassmen, heavy teams that played the system now doesn't have anything left. It's uh it, it's kinda wild. My how things have changed. Well, so UNC may not be in as bad a shape as, as uh anybody thought. Can I make a couple couple of, of course them. you can NC
2: state champions? Oh I was God. about to say the you same said that thing last year.
1: I know I was wrong. I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I hate that Markel Johnson is leaving to go to the the NBA. He should have stayed one year, and I hope that he dials it back. I don't know. Has he? Has he full on committed? Or is I don't think his, he's
2: full full yet.
1: I I hope Markel Johnson comes back. If he does, NC State can be a serious player. Their grad transfer market. Oh my God, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year for uh, NC State. But go ahead, all you Carolina fans. We got Cole. Anthony. Anthony.
3: We got him number two pick overall in the draft. I still need to look up. You asked me the question who was the number one? I'm not sure yet. It's
1: the kid that went to Georgia. And I can't remember what his name is, but he's the one that he was an early commit. He went to Georgia. I think his name was
2: Devil. Didn't the Devil go down to Georgia? uh,
3: uh,
2: uh, uh, uh. Um, So but yeah, the kid went to Georgia, he was an early commit.
1: It's the highest, it's the best recruit Georgia's ever had. He's an Atlanta player. Um, But my point that I was going to make that I started down this road, first of all, I want to open up the opportunity for you to crow about North Carolina and these signings they're making because they just got another one, Um, is that there's a symbiotic relationship going on with the high school ranking services and Duke University. And I've talked about this before in college football. With Alabama and formerly LSU
2: and Ohio State, these bigger programs. His name is James Wiseman, and he committed to Memphis. Wow, that's not the guy I was talking about. Who's the kid? So that went the to guy Georgia? you're talking about is so Anthony Hardaway, Anthony Edwards. Yes, that's who it is. He's a six four shooting guard. He committed to Georgia, but the number one overall is Wiseman, is who's is a Jay's big James Wiseman. He's a center, seven yes. foot tall, two hundred and thirty pounds. Next is Cole Anthony, and then Isaiah Stewart is going to Washington.
3: Oh, they're paying over there, but they be paying. <laughs> He's Memphis and Washington getting these yeah. guys. Come on, come man. on, Anthony now. Hardaway, brother, and hey,
1: Georgia. We've been waiting on Hardaway to g- start getting those guys in. That's why he went out there. His success at the, with the with the youth level, um, he'll bring those kids in. I think Anthony Hardaway at some point is going to make a Final Four with that Memphis team, and it may not actually be vacated. So that would be fun. Um, I'm a big big Penny Hardaway fan, so I wish them nothing but the best. But what I was talking about, the symbiotic relationship between these ranking services and Duke, is, and I will go peel it back at some point when I have nothing but time on my hands, is what you're seeing is these kids, when it is identified that Duke's in the mix, these guys are bumping up the board a little bit. And these ranking services that are run by these guys who are sitting in their drawers in their basements reading scouting reports and regurgitating what they've read and taking these YouTube videos and talking about how much tape they've watched, they're not seeing these guys. Yeah. So when it's, it's rumored, oh, well, Duke's involved, they're being bumped up the board a little bit. Oh, oh yeah. well, Duke's involved. You're they're right. Like, oh, <laughs> must be up there. So don't – I'm over the whole – You know, Well, he's going to Duke. He's a five-star. And I'm going to tell you that there's a couple guys there. And this is no offense. I like Marquise Bolden. I know Marquise Bolden, a really nice guy. Good ball player. He was a five-star recruit to Duke. That never materialized. He was never a five-star athlete coming in. Cam Reddish went there, was supposed to be a five-star, third-best player in the country. That's that's garbage.
3: If he would have stayed, he would have turned into that. Bolden was never going
1: to. I don't disagree. I mean, but I can tell you that looking across the country – I could, if I really put my mind to it, I could come up with 15 or 20 freshmen I saw last year better that were much better ball players than Cam Reddish.
3: We're getting spoiled this year with players like Zion. and
1: Sure. Well, Zion, Zion's out of the question. Zion is uh, – look at R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett is head and shoulders above Cam Reddish. And maybe Reddish, had he gone someplace where he was featured a little bit more, maybe I'd see him in a different light. But he's a very one-dimensional guy. He, and, and I don't think that his game is as well-rounded as a lot of cats out there. Zion is on a different planet. Yeah. And <laughs> this is we, – we talked about this and, and he asked got, the question. He got booed at
3: PNC the other night. Did he really? By the way. There was more cheers, but there was a clear boo <laughs> going through PNC.
1: Well, it was actually Duke fans that were booing. Because, you know, he, he may have set fire to the program on the way out with the payments from Nike, allegedly, that were made. So oh,
3: yeah. We're the only people that talk about that, though. Yeah, right? nobody like talks it, about it. It's, it's amazing. It's like it never happened.
1: It's amazing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to see what happens with the whole Nike investigation. Um, yeah, crickets. Can I have a
3: 15-second Carolina Corner sure. comment right here? Trent, let me
1: just say. Trent did Trent, make the statement earlier that he was going to was cancel, cancel the show. The show if 15 if you, seconds,
3: all right. All right, he's taking his headphones off and he's leaving the studio. So with Cole Anthony, we just landed, and it's official now. Anthony Harris, four-star decommit from Virginia Tech, ranked about 60th of the you know incoming decommit. It's a really good get. Roy is quietly getting these four-star recruits. Guess who's visiting Roy, uh, Carolina. Christian Keelan, Keeling, sorry, out of Charleston. His next visit is to North Carolina. This dude averaged with Charleston eighteen points. He's a redshirt junior. Roy Williams just keeps doing his dang thing. You know what I mean? Like we lost literally everybody. We we didn't lose like Virginia Tech lost, right? Because they still got like there's this whole thing with um, Carrie Blackshear. I'm just hoping he's best friends with Christian. You know, maybe we get a shot at him, but he's still he's. And then, um, between those three players, I mean, we have a team again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we just lost so many players. I'm just giving that out there to like all you Carolina fans. Don't just you know reorder your season tickets if you got them. Don't like totally shut it down. But if Roy out. Recruits smartly recruits K like you're saying all these guys in their basements and their shorts eating like cereal going <laughs> out of uh, a mixing bowl yeah out of a mixing bowl going oh yeah I'm just gonna say this guy's five star because he's like you know looking at Duke and Kentucky I Roy has figured this thing out man I'm so happy with the the whole situation
1: I think that was more than fifteen seconds yeah it was
3: but it wasn't that bad though dude.
1: Well, we let you. I, I we, we, allowed you to indulge in a, in a UNC moment. Thank you. Um, I got to get something off my chest. The last three, four, five days on sports radio, everywhere I've turned, people are destroying Russell Westbrook. Dismantling Russell Westbrook. everything that's going on in OKC is his fault. You know he didn't have control went hard and left. Then you know, he, he couldn't coexist with Kevin Durant. Then it, you know it's been his team since then, blah 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 blah, look. Here's the situation. The folks that are yelling loudest about Russell Westbrook didn't tune in until about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook is one of the best, probably 15 or 20 players in the NBA. Oh, yeah, better than that. All right. Maybe in the top 10. Depends on how you look at things. Paul George, probably a top 10 or 15 player in the NBA, had a top five year for sure. This is the best year of his career. The The first thing that people don't get, if you're tuning in to see OKC for the first time, Paul George is hurt. Yep. Paul George is not nearly what he was early in the season. The second thing is this whole, all of this nonsense. Well, Russell can't stop shooting. Russell can't help himself. Russell can't this, that, the other. Pull the stats and look at the stats for this series. Russell Westbrook is a hardhead, he is a driven man. He is not somebody that's going to pat you on the back when you make a mistake. I'll finish my thought on the other side. You're listening from the cheap seats in Sanford, North Carolina. Check us out online. CheapSeatRadio.com.
4: You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.
5: Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with Remax Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com.
0: You, too, can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. All right,
1: welcome back. i got half an hour left from the cheap seats. Appreciate you hanging in there with us. And uh, we've been all over the map today, but we got to what happened?
2: Puig hit a home run. They're beating Atlanta 3 0, and of course, today was the day I benched him because he's stinking balls. Wow. Sick of balls or Yeah, what's
1: his average right now? About two fifteen? <laughs> if that. Yeah, he's been bad so far. But I'm a firm believer that the Cuban players offensively, especially.
2: His average is one sixty four. Yeah, those guys I mean. don't
1: start playing until about June first. Um it's too cold. I'm telling you, Freaking it's Quig. a thing. Um, we we considered doing this segment of the show whispering.
2: Yes, Dave Kaplan just went down for a nap. So yeah, we to be I, quiet. I,
1: yeah, and now hearing you do that, I'm glad we decided not to because that was dumb. Okay, I'm not. See, and here you go. You're encouraging him. Stop. Yeah. Don't do that. Okay, I'm gonna so, whisper the whole time. Game of Thrones oh. came back two weeks ago. Okay, you can't. Spo- I have not seen episode
3: God!
2: two. God. Brandon's got to leave the studio. Ah!
1: Now we do have to whisper. Well,
2: there is no. If we no, whisper,
1: you can't hear, so no we can't. Spoilers. Spoil. There really nothing's aren't.
3: Nothing's spoilers. I've heard nothing's happened, but it's, I want to watch it myself. It, I got, okay, it's
1: not fair, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to see if I can do this without spoiling. What happened in we? So you did watch episode one? Correct? I did. Okay, episode one. They're just sort of setting the table. How can episode, you have not watched it yet, I know. dude? Because um, there's 73 people using one HBO uh, Go account. That's what's going on.
3: It's not HBO Go. It's HBO, HBO Now.
1: HBO Now. I'm sorry. So, That is why, isn't it? Tell the truth. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. The algorithms are coming, man. Netflix, HBO Now, Disney Plus, all that stuff. they are going you to even on us? your
2: phone or social media? And then you're going to yell at us I know. for spoilers. No, yeah. I went on,
3: on Facebook Saying, "Hey, look! Apparently, I've Facebook Plus, friended all these people who like despoil stuff. Yeah. Shut up!" Man. Well,
1: you no. also have to take into account that the Canes are in the playoffs for the first time in 114 years. So Brandon has been on a he's been on a bender. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I'm sure that there has not been a Canes game either at PNC or at your house watching where you have not imbibed a little bit of. Alcohol. I've been. To all three playoff games, so. and how many beers would you estimate between pre-gaming and at the game that you have indulged in? Last night was the only time I pre-gamed. Okay.
3: last night, me and Ed Snyder, like we did some. So
1: you didn't have with you. If Ed was involved, I'm sure. That's the only thing is you didn't have your kids Ed's, with you.
3: Ed's no, I didn't. Um, I had a designated driver, well, oh so my I was God, responsible. I'm so and. Don't let Ed buy beers. Hey, gay. Get... He's oh, like, hey, Brandon.
1: This is a nutty selection from the Napa River Come
3: on, dude. Yeah, but there's that. But that's not what I'm telling you. Like, What's up? you know, if I get down, I'm drinking a good amount of what Bud Light. <laughs>
0: Bud
2: Light. Dilly, and it's dilly. funny because
3: you know the PNC Arena's got this thing Bud Light
2: thing. It's like aluminum cans, five yeah, bucks.
3: Yeah, man. And then it puts you on camera, so they're doing a dilly, good job. But anyway, long story short, yeah, he'll give you something that's 37% if you let him buy beer. So don't do that.
1: Ed does have a tendency because he is the consummate beer nerd. However, he always ends up with the highest octane beer that they have, no matter what the situation. So all of that beer nerdiness is out the window after he has his first one because then he's looking thinking, how can I get as tanked as possible with as little expenditure as possible. Where's he the heaviest he beer you have? ABV. Ain't nothing wrong with that.
3: All right, so do what you want to do with the Game of Thrones. Just try, try not to ruin it.
1: I'm not going to ruin it. Here, here's the situation. What we saw in week two. Is Ned Stark okay? Ned. He is, is still dead. Ned got his head chopped off yep. again. Still dead. The What we saw, and I thought it was beautiful, and and it will have to actually come to pass in the next couple of episodes, I think what we saw was an homage to some of the more minor characters because they're about to go away. Mm. And eight years in, I think they deserve that because the big battle is coming. And rather than just roll them out there and have some elaborate death scene or whatever, you got a chance to sort of make your peace with these folks and see their days are numbered and they're going to go away. And I I thought it was really well done. And it kind of hit home, and I was like, you know what? These characters, these are important, and they're about to be gone. Because you know, no matter what happens, the first thing that the humans do in this war is going to fail miserably. There can't be any drama if they just go out and they stomp the the Nightwalkers or the White Walkers. I mean, it, it won't be interesting. So whatever happens first is going to be a major fail, which is going to include a lot of dead bodies, And I think that episode two, they took a moment to reflect and allow these characters to be front and center. Um, And I thought it was was, was poignant.
2: It was, yeah, it was literally like being at a funeral for everybody. Yes. And if you analyze it too much, you can kind of put place your bets on who's going to die and who's going to survive next week. Next week is a record breaking uh, fight scene show in the history of television. It will have the longest amount of fighting on any show in the history of television. Wow. So whether it's an hour or longer, it's all about the war at Winterfell next week.
1: So in the in the day and age of of binge watching, where that has become our methodology and how we do this, which is what I
3: tried to do, and I quickly realized oh, no, nobody's really going realize. to let me do
1: that. No, 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 no. that's not going to work. So, but my my question is 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 there a series that's on this sort of distribution where it's coming out weekly is there a series that's out there now that is going to be a big deal when it finishes up or is this it because this may be the end where all of the country is galvanized and paying attention to something that comes out weekly because most of the shows that we care about at this point are given us, they're given to us in you know thirteen week blocks, and we watch it over the course of a day and a half. I think this may be the end of an era in television. Is there a show that's out there that you guys can think about that I'm not thinking of? No, but not that I would know because I don't watch that much TV. But there'll always
3: be something else. Remember, you guys are old enough, especially me and you, Chris.
1: Dallas. Oh no, 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 no! That's what I'm saying. Is that it, we've gone Dallas with the Sopranos MASH. Sopranos, Perfectly. example. But my question is this: the Game of Thrones. When you think of shows that have been distributed the standard way, week by week by week, is there anything out there on the horizon that is still done by TV that way that we're going to care about when they get down to the final I don't five think episodes? we know yet.
2: Like I really want. This is a request. We know it's not
3: really answering your question, but. I'd love for a second season of the Pinky Blinders because really? that was a. Dope I thought Pinky season. Blinders
1: had multiple seasons. Did it not? Maybe it did. Maybe it was
3: two or three seasons. But anyway, like, I
2: don't have Netflix. You're
3: right.
1: Don't even look it up. But I mean, Pinky <laughs> Blinders wasn't. It was that Showtime? It's Netflix.
3: Was no, it? it's
2: Netflix. No, it Netflix. Yeah, What's it's it? Netflix. What I would really like is the show that's supposed to come out with a second season. Is Taboo was really good. Speaking of Peaky Blinders, that was a show invented by Tom Hardy, and I really enjoyed that. It was Taboo. only it was only eight episodes, and it was really good. It was on uh, FX. Taboo last year. And it's supposed to come out later this year, but they—I don't even think they've finished it yet. I'm okay, still working. Bad call through. on
1: the Peaky Blinders situation. There, uh, Peaky Blinders has been going on for five series. So. Okay, maybe I missed one. Um, American no, no, Horror excuse Story me, four.
3: I'm still working through yeah. American Horror Story. I've heard it gets bad after like season four. No, which
1: uh, which which season are you on? The very first one? Nah, like about four. I'm going into third third or fourth season.
2: After You're, after the third year is when I stopped. Once I went the, to The Witches in New no, Orleans, the witches are great. I hated it. Oh my done. God, The Witches Covenant. I haven't, I haven't was been able to watch amazing. it since.
1: Wow. Well, here's okay. So, the first year so to was give groundbreaking. validity to what you said, now, first of all, it's a BBC series, not Netflix. But you can um, see it. That's what it confuses me. Yeah, but you I can't see watch it. it. I've never
2: been able to see it because it's only on Netflix here in the States. Okay.
1: But all right. So, four series. But only twenty-four total episodes, so it just seems like it's one season. I guess I don't. Know. I just like saying "Peaky, Peaky Blinders." Peaky Blinders.
3: I love. I
2: love Tom Hardy God. though. He's my man crush. Right? Yeah, he oh,
3: yeah. was good. He. Look, he. You know. So if you're gonna die, die on the beach.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Friday is the day. Avengers Endgame.
3: Okay. Before we jump off of Game of Thrones, real quick. Okay. Yeah. Okay, go I ahead. just had to share a nerd story so the end of this is season eight right yes and the last episode of season seven is where dude you know the white walker guy takes out the rocket launcher javelin and and, and
1: kills the dragon
3: kills the dragon and like that that technology has not yet been seen but he's got a missile javelin
2: oh he's (laughs) just a good thrower
3: Or he's really good with his right hand. He's got – it was Pat Mahomes.
1: Yeah. Pat Mahomes could kill that dragon. He's like,
3: 50 touchdowns. But anyway, dragon falls through the ice. Immediately, they start bringing this thing out of the ice pond, lake, whatever, with chains. I start talking to my sister and one of my best friends who's a nerd as well. We're like, dude, who is the chains brigade that, like – you know, what if, what if they went all the way down to the south and never got to use these chains, right? So we start poking fun, and my sister Caitlin pulls up this thing that says there's this giant that rolls with them that, in, in a nerd voice, is like, actually, there's a giant, an undead giant named Chain Carrier. And that it was his backup chains that were enabled them to pull the dragon out of the You ice. know what's funny,
2: though? He doesn't sound like a nerdy. He sounds like Baron. <laughs> that is really... <laughs> but no, but Baron's going to thought...
1: Baron, come find you.
3: Sorry, you know, the buddy. funny thing about You know, it know Baron's is that... half
2: crazy. Well, come find me. I just have to go to B-dubs. That's where he is. <laughs>
3: There's Baron and Night Baron. <laughs> Worry about Night Baron.
2: Well, I, I feed Night Baron, not <laughs> so, food.
1: So Night Baron. You know, Netflix, we, we talked about this the other day. Netflix is, is losing all of its Disney content, which includes the Marvel Universe, when that slides over to Disney Plus when it opens up. But Netflix, as part of their fix for that, is going to roll out their own series of superhero shows. I love it. Well, they they're going to do that. They're also going to release them simultaneously as comic books. But I think we need to get in touch with Netflix because I think Night Baron should be like not the leader of the group. He should be like the disgruntled Well, you know member. what is
0: You know his, what I mean? His weapon would be fireball. <laughs> Night Baron and chain carrier. You're listening to from the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina.
5: Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. todos. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit habitat.org to donate today.
0: My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. My mom always told me you don't have to sit down close to see the action. Sometimes it's better from the cheap seats. And that's all I gotta say about that.
4: Welcome back to From the Cheap
1: Seats. Alright, welcome back. Kristen Lambert Baron. Knight Baron Atkins is not in the studio with his brother Brandon, nor with Trent Nichols. We have throwing- to go find Knight Baron. After the uh, after the show, see what he's into. Um, because now I have newfound freedom. I've been in hiding, as you know, for the last year. You give me more grief about that than anybody. Ten years. Is that I've disappeared? But now I have no class for the next
2: four months. Chris, you've never had amazing. class.
1: <laughs> That's a good one. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, for those of you that that weren't listening, um. And I don't know, because we've had some technical issues, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) The whole situation with Netflix, people have asked, why did they cancel Luke Cage? Why did they cancel Daredevil? It's because Disney is rolling out the Disney Plus streaming platform in November. And when they do, they're yanking all of their content off of Netflix. So Netflix looked across and was like, well, why would we spend all these production dollars for Disney? Because they're going to take the content from us. The question remains, is Disney going to stand those series back up? One can only hope that Daredevil and Luke Cage get stood back up and that Iron Fist never does. But uh, Jessica Jones is still to come for Netflix. They are going to finish that up. Um, I'm excited to see. And it, normally, you know, I'm, I'm the institution. I like chaos. I don't like the gigantic corporations. But if all of the Marvel content's going to be in one place... And they're going to stand up all these new shows and these new Marvel movies that are streaming only. I got to be for it. And oh. do you know how much the Disney platform is going to cost monthly? I have no idea. $7. Ew. 6 dollars which is less than half what Netflix costs. So Disney is changing everything. I honestly believe that this will be the death of network television because for those of you that don't know, Disney owns ABC and ESPN and is trying to acquire Fox, which would include Fox News, Fox Sports, Fox Network, the rest of that. If they can get everybody steered away, even the grandmas and grandpas that really don't understand how how the, uh, the technology works and get them onto a streaming platform rather than network TV it will be the death of tv.
3: Well, and just a side note, I don't want to go down this route, but look at look out for Magic Johnson and Ice Cube. They're cubing up, uh they're teaming up to take some of Disney's sports platforms off of their hands. So that could be kind of interesting. What?
1: Yeah, man, you need to read well, on. We'll that's talk- crazy because and I don't know if they if they can put enough money together to get ESPN. Disney would love nothing more than to get rid of ESPN. They have not wanted ESPN since they bought ABC back when. Um, ESPN has been a dog. If you remember a couple years ago, they let all of that talent go. It's because Disney's like, we don't, we, we don't care. The bottom line is the bottom line, and ESPN's been a loser money-wise forever. But- I'm going to tell you right now, if Magic
3: owns ESPN, that 30 for 30 with him with the Lakers <laughs> is going to come off way different than if it did come off right now. It would be like – Um, yeah, I did a really good job at the Lakers. I didn't like just bail with no explanation and stuff like that. So, but I will tell you this. I've thought if you, if you look at star Wars, I'm more of a star Wars geek. It's time for all these like Marvel characters and stuff like that. Especially if we're going into like end game with some of this stuff. It's time for some new characters. Like, okay. I mean, the last Star Wars movie is like Skywalker Rises or something like that. Is there anybody else in the immediate universe except for like six or seven characters in the Star Wars universe? I would like to hear about some of the other characters. So I feel like it's an interesting move for Netflix to like put together. Was it Netflix?
1: Was is it, Netflix? it Disney? Yeah. No Netflix. What are Netflix. we talking about? I lost
2: my train. He's of gonna make. He's talking about Netflix building these. Oh, to the create new characters. It's Netflix.
1: Because I think.
3: I mean, I like Luke Cage for the first. I don't two think seasons. it's gonna
2: happen, anyways. I like, you don't think it's gonna happen. Well, no, oh, not it's that happening. it's not gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna take off.
3: I think it's time for some new characters. Let's just put it that way. That's my point. That's my larger point.
1: I think that there's a couple like, things at play here.
3: Night Baron, Chain <laughs> Carrier. Yes. Um. What else? Do you have anybody else? Uh,
1: I'd have to think about
3: and that. Nightmare that. is the best I got.
2: One of the magical wizards of the world, the Chris DeLambert. Yeah. First-year law student. First-year law student by day and magical sorcerer by night that can, like, auto-generate in all 15 states he was born in. Look, dude, it can Save happen. the country.
3: Look at the um, Harry Potter franchise. It can happen. You can generate a new... Thing and then you can also get rid of a bunch of these nerds that you know all they do is read comic books and like, you know, P- Pokemon Go, dude, dude, Pokemon Go. First time I saw somebody doing Pokemon Go or whatever, I thought they were bird watching. I was like, hey, that's awesome. That I'm this just
2: happy watching. that uh, Deadpool is now on Pornhub. It's gonna be nice.
1: Wow. Okay. What
2: just happened? I don't know, man. <laughs> It are, you ta- You're talking uh, about
1: two of my favorite things. What are you talking No, I don't I don't know. What are you talking about? Deadpool's on Pornhub. What yeah, are you talking Disney about? Yeah,
2: Disney didn't want it, so it moved to Pornhub. Uh, okay, I missed that that
1: was a joke on the front side. It wasn't. So it it's true. It moved Pornhub. What are you even yeah. talking about?
2: They own the rights to that Deadpool That cannot be now. true. Yeah,
1: it's
3: on to the Deadpool. internet.
2: Yeah,
1: That can't be true. Can
3: we, like, bleep some of that off, out? for Why? This- all right, Chris, what are you looking up? I was checking, trying to find
1: the name checking. of these new Netflix characters, but I can't. So I'm now I'm going to quit so I, I mean, can re-engage. Really? And I go, What are you talking about Deadpool? And I'm afraid to put it in my phone because God knows what's going to pop up and the Michael catch it. Um so so let's ask let, let's ask Siri. This is what I do every morning. Hey Siri, Did Pornhub buy Deadpool? She said, I don't know how to respond to that. I forgot I had it muted. Um, yeah, I don't know how to respond to that either. <laughs> You're an idiot, man.
2: Hello, Chris. Stop asking me about Pornhub. <laughs> Do you want me to put in your video in your queue instead? So, I got,
1: you know, so every morning when I wake up. Siri, does Kristen Lambert
2: own stock in Pornhub? <laughs> Well, because his last name's not Dylan Berto, you dummy.
1: (laughs) So every morning when I wake up, my wife is, is always like away. She wakes up about an hour before I do. So she's either getting ready or out of the house by the time I wake up. So the first conversation I have every morning is with Siri. And I ask Siri what time it is, what's the temperature outside, what's the high today. And this morning I woke up and I thought I had heard something on the NBA telecast last night and i I woke up thinking about this and i hate to think i hate to admit that i woke up thinking about a bearded man but i asked siri this siri who led the nba in steals this year hey siri siri didn't like you who led the nba in steals this year
5: here are the leaders and steals for the 2018 19 NBA season. Paul George of the Thunder has 170. James Harden of the Rockets has 158. Marcus Smart of the Celtics has 143. Russell wow. Westbrook of the Thunder has 142. Andre Drummond of the Pistons has 136. Thanks,
1: Siri. Do you want to hear the remaining five? Nope. All I wanted to hear was that James Harden was second in steals. And few. that
3: Pornhub thing, you still own us. <laughs> yeah, it was an answer. <laughs>
1: Hey Siri. James,
5: Hard- James Harden of the Rockets has 158.
1: Great. I just want to hear her say that again. Hey Siri. Who owns the rights to Deadpool?
5: Okay,
4: I found this on the web for who owns the rights to Deadpool. Check it out.
1: I I don't know. I don't have time for that. I want I want Siri to talk to me. I don't need her to pull stuff up. so yeah I thought about that and I thought did I really hear that James Harden was second in steals this year and I woke up and I asked how how is that possible that's exactly the question I asked and I thought I gotta share this with Brandon and rather than actually tell you I had Siri tell you which is pretty cool technology's dope but have you guys seen the Alexa commercial where the woman wakes up at 4 o'clock in the morning and her daughter's in the backyard kicking the ball against the wall have you seen that
2: no, I wouldn't pay attention to what wow. you just said. Okay,
1: there's a commercial, and the this this kid, it's a, it's a girl soccer player, high school, I guess. She comes home from her game. Her mom asks, how'd you do? And the kid storms off, and the mom says, Alexa, turn off my audio book. And goes upstairs and tries to talk to the kid. Girl slams her door. Four o'clock in the morning, the woman wakes up, and there's a thumping outside of the house. And she goes to the window, and she sees that it's her daughter practicing soccer. And she, like, tells Alexa, turn the lights up, turn the backyard light on. And she gives her daughter the thumbs up, and the daughter keeps it's It's a touching little commercial, whatever. Nice. But here's the thing, is Siri doesn't do this. And I keep trying to get her to do this. The woman, when she wakes up, her husband's asleep. So she's like, Alexa, what time is it? And Alexa responds, it's 4.48. Oh! What? How come I can't get Siri to whisper? Hey, Siri.
3: Maybe it's your Alexa. Do you
1: know how to whisper? I don't have an answer for that. See? You need to get on your game, Apple. Because if Alexa can whisper, Siri needs to be able to whisper. Hey,
3: Alexa, can you you whisper? Hello? Can you whisper, though? (laughs)
1: Is she not Alexa,
3: a... whisper.
1: Hold on. A- you got to ask her right, dude. I wouldn't answer you either. Alexa, can you whisper? You'll need to unlock your iPhone first. I oh, like see?
4: Oh, you, so you have Alexa downloaded onto thought. your iPhone?
2: Alexa, can you whisper? I'm not sure I
4: understand.
3: Can you whisper? It's a simple question.
1: Alexa, can you whisper? I'm not sure I understand. Ask her, does she know how to whisper? Alexa, do you know how to whisper? Here, take my phone. Alexa, do you know how to whisper? I'm not sure I understand. Nah, see, she doesn't know how to do it. I think I got, it's false advertising. I, and I I'm, get, I'm filing a class action suit against Google.
3: Why do I get or Amazon. It's stupid, Amazon, though, Alexa? Like, why Is do Amazon I get stupid Alexa? The dumb Alexa? Alexa's Siri. Amazon, right? Huh? You Siri. You've become Siri. I get, yeah, okay. Oh, wait. Siri.
1: Can you whisper? See, you you don't even know who you're talking to, dude. See, that's why Siri... Alexa, Alexa's Amazon, am I correct?
3: Yes.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I was wondering how you were doing that. She doesn't even know who you're talking to, dude. Gotta keep it straight. Hey, we'll see you next week, and we probably won't whisper to our phones. You've been hanging out from the cheap seats. Check us out online at Cheap
4: Seat Radio. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.
5: Are you ready? to sell your home and don't know which Realtor to choose? Well, not all Realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with Remax Real Estate Service and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com We'll be